Welcome to this episode of the NCEA Rise podcast. NCEA Rise is our family of religion and community assessments, assisting schools and parishes in the advancement of Catholic identity and mission. I'm your host, John Galvan, and I serve as Vice President of Assessments for NCEA. Today's topic, scoreboards aren't the only measure of success in Catholic school sports. Today, our guest is John Padilla. John serves as head football coach and history teacher at St. John Paul II Catholic High School in Avondale, Arizona. The mission of the athletic department at JP2 Catholic High School is to provide Christ-centered approach in all their athletic teams, forming champions for Christ on and off the field of competition. John is a proven leader in this essential ministry of faith formation in the area of sports. John holds a master's degree in Catholic leadership from Franciscan University of Steubenville and a bachelor's degree in science and public administration from Northern Arizona University. Welcome, John. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited about this. Oh, of course. You know, John, you and I, we crossed paths a few years ago at your beautiful campus. And and something that struck me at JP2 was just how infused Catholic mission is, Catholic identity and mission in all facets of what you're doing. I know a lot of that starts at the top with your principal, Sister Mary Jordan. She is a she is a force of nature. Um, but what also got my attention, I mean that in the, in the most complimentary way, uh, I was so impressed with her, as I was with you and in, in, in speaking with you and, and some of the uh, uh, some of the members of the athletic department, uh, you really are a leader of faith on the field. And that's what I want to talk to you about. But before we do that, uh, tell us a little bit about your work, your ministry, and your road to becoming a Catholic school leader. Well, I, I am now in my sixth year as uh, teaching at a Catholic school uh, and coaching at here at St. John Paul II Catholic High School. Uh, I was part of the original staff that was here. We're still a few of us left, so it's pretty exciting. Uh, I uh, I got to, into teaching and coaching. They're 35 now. This might be my 36th year coming up. In the public school, I did that for 30 years. And as far as coming to the, the, the Catholic school, um, when I was in Flagstaff, where I started my career, there was no Catholic high school. So I never even thought of that. And then we moved down here to Phoenix and started teaching at the public schools, and I just continued on. And when I saw that the, they were going to build a new Catholic high school here in the West Valley, I was really excited about that. Uh, the timing just worked out. It's God's plan that you know, I finished my 30 years of teaching, retired from the public schools, and then came on here to JP2. Um, as far as coaching is concerned, my career was bracketed early in my career. I was a head football coach at Flagstaff High School. And then I guess I kind of like Moses in, in the wilderness for 27 years. <laughs> and I wasn't a head football coach again. And I didn't think it was going to happen. And then the JP2 opportunity came around. And I guess that was God's plan all the time was for me to be here Uh with with that ministry here, which I consider it a ministry as far as coaching is concerned. Absolutely. And that's and that's what makes you, I think, special as a coach because it is ministry. We often say in Catholic schools that it's everybody's responsibility, right? Catholic identity and mission. We all have to own that each in our own way. We all express that a little bit differently. But um well John, you know, as a former superintendent, I saw too many instances where Catholic high school sports, particularly in football, I'll be honest, defied our yeah. essential mission of proclaiming Christ's love. Why do you think we encounter so many problems in youth sports? 
Well, quite honestly, you look at, you know, I think it's a cultural issue in which we've placed so much emphasis on not even, not even just playing the game, the idea that we have to win and that's the only sign of success is if you win and win championships. And, you know, th that idea that with the Catholic schools, I know, and I'm going to tell you from the public school perspective, we were always like, yeah, those are mercenary schools. They get these kids here. They, you know, the, the, the talk was always, oh, they're recruiting kids that we could never have because, you know, uh, the public schools have whoever's in their, their boundaries, but the Catholic schools can bring these kids in and all these different things. And that was a reputation. And I, and I, cause I heard coaches talking about that. Uh, and I sure. had a, a friend of mine that I coached at Tolleson high school with who went to a Catholic school and he wasn't Catholic. And he, you know, that was kind of like that, I guess that the, um, the, the example that fit the, the, the stereotype. And, right, and I know right. it wasn't that true, but it just, it just seemed like it wasn't, I guess, at the, at what I've seen in coaching, it doesn't seem like it's at the forefront of what those, um, those Catholic schools are doing. And I'm not, you know, I'm not condemning them or anything like that. I think it's just that they don't, I don't see it promoted as much as say the winning is the successful winning records of winning streaks and championships. I don't see, and maybe that's just part of, you know, um, promotion from the schools of really promoting what, you know, it's, it's Catholic faith first before those other things. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's not what we do so much as who we are, right? It's 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 the essence of yes. of who we are. Um, you know, I, I was looking at the USCCB document renewing the vision, a framework for Catholic youth ministry, and it talks about three essential goals for adolescent youth ministry. The first is to empower young people to live as disciples of Jesus Christ in our world today. The second to draw young people to responsible participation in the life, mission, and work of the Catholic faith community. And thirdly, to foster the total personal and spiritual growth of each young person. Uh, I wasn't a football player, John. I was a runner. And as my older brother, who did play football, used to remind me, runners aren't athletes, um, <laughs> which, of course, got us into a lot of fights. But um, what yeah, I learned in but what I learned in sports, and I went to a big, big public high school was discipline. I learned about communication. I learned about overcoming adversity and challenges, about goal setting, about teamwork. And those are all great values, but there's something else that distinguishes us as Catholic communities. And you just said it, it's faith first. Yeah. Um, that's our driver. It's our point of reference in all that we do. Uh, but tell us a little about the formation you provide for both the coaches and the athletes entrusted to them, is there a system or a program in place for teaching Catholic values on the field? What do you do? Well, for me, it's going to be, you know, and I was my master's uh, thesis was on can a mission statement drive this Christ-centered culture. And for me in my classes, and now we're doing, we're seeing it every morning, the mission, and I'm going to say the mission of St. John Paul II Catholic High School, which is to provide an educational environment that promotes a personal encounter with Jesus Christ, through prayer, study, community, and service as disciples. And for me, that's, we do that every practice. We do that at the beginning, at the end of practice. That's the thing that we do. And uh, I helped with, with uh, in, our, in our athletic programs to build, uh, help our, our, our other coaches who were, most of them were inexperienced. I had almost 30 years of coaching. And just to help, most of them were like two to five year head coaches. So I, I kind of, Pick them under my wing to be able to tell them, hey, listen, this is the lessons that I've learned over time. And so we have mission statements for each of our programs. 
Uh, I, I'm really proud of that, that our, each of our, co- our programs have their mission statements that are being and centered toward our mission. Because and, and that's part of what the Great Commission that, you know, Christ told us that we were supposed to be disciples to all nations. And our mission statement is in line with that. And then my mission statement for our football team is that we build outstanding Catholic gentlemen. And so mm-hmm. that's in line mm-hmm. with our mission as an athletic department and in our mission statement at the school. With that, then I tell we do certain things here. One, our, and I've told our, our, our players, the most important thing that we do here at JP2 is our weekly mass. That's number one. Wow. You need to attend like practice. I mean, it's just like practice or anything else. We have a, our, our, our daily mass is at 715. And I said, listen, you guys got to do everything, especially if you're driving, you need to be there. That's the f- most important thing that we do all week. The second most important thing we do is we have a, a team rosary on Thursdays. You need to be in attendance there to our team rosary. The third most important thing uh, that we do is our team meal prior to the game. So when we look at our mission, those three things that we do and our mission statement, which is prayer, community, and service, right? Study, of course, we're going to study, make sure we do well in school, but our prayer, which is our mass and our rosary, and then community, which is our team meal, those are the things that come first before football. And in fact, the day that we do Thursday usually is our pregame. I don't even talk. We, we do our rosary and I tell them we're not talking any football today. We do our team rosary. We go to practice and then we come back and we have our team meal. We open up with prayer. Mm-hmm. Every every practice, we open up with the mission statement. We open up with uh, our team mission statement and then we sing the fight song and then we go to practice. And when we conclude, we do the same thing. <laughs> That's great. How and how the, the uh, now the young gentlemen on your team? How do they respond to this? It really is a formation program. It's not a sports program. It's a formation program that you're running. How do they respond? Well, you know, I, I, and, I, and I took a liberty of getting some. I, I got some kids that wrote me some letters, and we've had we've had. This is our third graduating class, so this was early. This is one of our first players. You planted seeds into young men's hearts that have grown and prospered in this uh, modern society, inspired by Into the Breach, which was Bishop's Olmsted's book. And we, we, did, we studied that as a team right. also. Always thought of how I can become a man of God in my daily life. Uh, another kid wrote, and there's another letter just given to me that he's talked about. He remembers that I talked about uh, being men of virtue. Yes. And being, you have chivalry and how to treat your wife. and how Because I, I do a lesson on chivalry. And what that means. Yes. Uh, we have a team retreat. Our team retreat is July. It's about two weeks before the season. We do it here. Um, the first day, Friday, we check in. That's football. Saturday is nothing but faith formation. Wow. So I have our speakers come in, and that's all Saturday and Sunday. Sunday's going to Mass. We walk over to St. Thomas Aquinas and we go as a team to Mass. That starts off our season. And this year's theme is um, being a hero, being heroic. Last year's with Catholic identity. And in the first year we were talking about, I think, I believe I talked about chivalry. So those are yes. the subjects for our team before we start anything else in our program. Now, John, when I met you, the other thing that got my attention is you're, you know, you don't just relegate your work to the football team, but you do a lot of work with other coaches and you've already, you've already uh, intimated that. How, yeah. how do the coaches respond under your tutelage and 
do you see transformation in some of some of these men and women? Yes, I have. And in fact, most of them, uh, they come for advice. Um, and I offer to, and I, and I listen, I go down there and I ask them, I, 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 do, I go out of my way to make sure I go down and ask them how the season's going. Uh, with, with the, we've had a, a couple turnovers this year for uh, both our soccer programs are going to have new head coaches. So I'm probably going to take, I'll, I'll take that initiative and meet with them and talk about, you know, having writing a mission statement that, that you in, go, man. Uh, <laughs> in conjunction with, or aligns with our department mission and our school mission. And so I tell them, I'll help you through that too. I sit down with them and I'll, I'll walk them through it and tell them, you know, my experience of 30 years of coaching, that's what it's taken me to get to this point here. But I've done that. And then I talk to my, like I said, I go around, I make sure I go to every contest of every sport that we're involved here at St. John Paul II. And I just let them know that I'm there and I'm there for them. So, and they've been really open. And I've had, we've even had, now we have mission statements for our dance program, our, our theater program. So it's mm-hmm. spread beside beyond sports into our, all our extracurricular. So. That's, you know, once again, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm so impressed with you. And you talked about, you know, ultimately we want everybody involved to have a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. And that's why I asked the question, if you, have you seen transformation in, in some of your members? Because that's the cause and effect. If you have a real encounter with the living God through Jesus Christ, it changes you, right? It just, it yes. changes you. And you can, I mean, you can identify pretty quickly who gets it and who doesn't, you know, yes. and yes. Um, it's just, it's just incredibly refreshing to hear you talk about, it's not just about the scoreboard. In fact, that comes secondary. Ultimately, um, we're yes. trying to form young gentlemen in Christ through our program, and we're finding success in this. Um on that same topic, yes, sports is largely about measures, but why do you think it's important to assess re- religious knowledge, you know, what kids know about the faith, as well as, and I think this is something you're doing by way of your formation program, as well as what kids actually think, believe, perceive, and practice with regard to faith. And what does this look like on the sports field? Oh, one of the, we, one of the things that Sister Mary Joan was really excited about this Two seasons ago, we had um, our first winning season. Had a chance to, we were close to making the playoffs, but the biggest thing that she got excited about is that we were awarded uh, at the 2A level uh, Outstanding Sportsmanship Award for the AAA, which presented at the state championship game. So we got to, that was in our first, uh, really our first, uh, our first graduating class, and she was really excited about that. And so was I. Um, I'll bet. This idea of being gentlemen on the field, I mean, you compete with everything you have. Uh, you know, that's one of the lessons we talk about in chivalry. Uh, we don't back down from anything or anyone, but that we we treat each other with respect. We treat the opponent with respect. Uh, we treat the officials with respect um, and and go out there and compete. Get, you know, that's what Christ asks, gives us our gifts to compete and use up and to use them here and to be that good and faithful servant. So, I, you know, I'm really intense about that. But at the same time, to understand that we're we're a personal encounter with people everywhere we go, and yeah. I ask my with that mission statement every day. I ask the boys, okay, go and be somebody's personal encounter with Christ. You be that kid that in your classroom who may be you know sitting there by himself and nobody's talking to. You go out of your way, and because you're a football player, it's just part of <laughs> the status in our country. It says you go there and you talk to them and you welcome them. 
and everyone else will go along too. So I always talk about that. Once we have a little short meeting after mass, that's the one thing I always emphasize every day is that go and be somebody's personal encounter. That's it. I think, you know, the other thing is what strikes me is, you know, showing up is half the battle, right? And the, yes. the fact that that is the fact that that is hard baked into your per- like these these boys, they have to go to mass. They have to. I mean, it's not even a have to, but I imagine they they look forward to that. They probably look forward yes. to the retreat. They look forward yeah. to the dinner and the rosary because, they you know, they get to be together and all of that builds a community within your, your larger school community. Um, and, and, and like you said, you've got such a laser like focus on mission. And, and like I said, at the start of this conversation, I saw that so clearly and so quickly at JP two is that you have Catholic identity and mission down at your school, John. And I felt blessed to be, you know, a part of it, you know, in, during my short visit, just a couple yes. of years ago. Um, but John, you know, I, I, I promised you that this conversation would go pretty quickly and it, it sure has. Um, yeah. I always like to give our guests the, uh, the last word. Uh, you've got the yes. microphone. You're no longer Moses wandering in the wilderness. You are, uh, you're in the clear and you've got, you know, you've got a crowd next to the sea of Galilee and they're all yeah. ears. What would you like to, what would you like to share as a parting word for everybody listening to our, or podcast. Well, you know, the biggest thing for me and, and what I'm trying with the promotion of St. John Paul II is this idea that when we come here and then Sister Mary Jordan, like you said, she's a dynamic leader. It's probably the best principal I've had in 36 years of, of teaching. Oh, um, I'll bet. The idea that we were not, we were going to be a school that the, the identity was going to be Christ, not academics and not athletics. It's Christ first. And I totally believe that. And I believe in that part of the scripture where Christ says, you know, give everything up to God and everything else will be rendered to you. I believe that, you know, the wins will come, the championships will come. But first and foremost, because of what the world is like for our young men and women out there, they need, I wanted to be their, to be their trainer, to be, to give them that armor to go and fight the battle. And as we see, as, as things are happening and unfolding in front of our eyes, it's going to be more and more hostility to somebody being a Catholic identity. Uh, sure. And I sensed this about six years ago. So I was like, okay, what do I, where, where, where can I turn to really get to the heart and center of what really education is about? That was one of the questions that Sister Mary Jordan asked us. And she asked me, she goes, what's the difference between Catholic education and public? I said, this, Christ, they're looking for solutions to solve all these other issues. And they're missing that it's Christ that is going to be the solution to everything. If we follow him, we live his, what he, his commandments to love each other, to go out there and, and be that personal encounter with Jesus Christ to everyone that we meet. Sometimes we're better than, than days and not. And so, you know, and, and one of the things, for example, I wanted those boys, when we do the team rosary, I choose young men to lead different sections because I said, mm-hmm. listen, and this this was my family. It's a Hispanic family, traditional Hispanic family. Whenever we had rosaries or where we had novenarios when somebody passed away, it was always led by women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I loved it. But I says, you know what? We as men are, are called to be the spiritual leaders of our families. You guys need to lead your family in the rosary. Yes, it's okay for your wife, but as you, as a spiritual head, your your sons need to see you lead the rosary. 
mm-hmm. not someone else. And if they see you do it, they're going to know that we're going to we're going to, we're going to go out there and we're going to change this culture by being that strong man. So this year's our theme is going to be being a hero. And I'm going to have the boys, and I haven't told them yet, but I told the boys I'm going to have them telling me, I want your dad or your, or your whoever's your that father figure in your life. We're going to have dinner Saturday night. And once we learn what, what a true hero is, I'm going to make them stand up and tell them in front of everyone why they think that person is their hero. <laughs> well, John, if they didn't know before, they know now. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? I was one of those guys that we had uh, this T-trip in Flagstaff. And she had been there 30 years and her and her husband were a big part of the community up there. They got killed in a car accident and all, all these people came mm-hmm. out and, I, and it was it was wonderful to do the ceremony, to do the memorial and stuff. I says, why didn't we do this when they were alive? Right. Well, that was one of the things I was going to do. I said, we need to do this when people are alive to hear those kind of things. Because we don't a lot of times. We always hear the criticisms or the doubt, self-doubt that we hear in our own head. But to hear sure. people say, this person is a hero in Christ because... My dad takes me to mass. My dad goes to work every day or whatever that's going to be. So I think it'll be powerful. John, I'll tell you something. Um, well, I'm still alive. You're a hero to me. And I am grateful to share in this Catholic educational ministry with, with great people like you who are so committed to Christ, who are so committed to our kids. And John, if, if, I, if I may, I'd like to close with a prayer. Okay. And, and this is for all of our listeners. Uh, we're always in the ever presence of our loving and faithful God. Loving God, we ask your blessing on the sports programs of our Catholic schools. Give each one of us the courage to compete in a manner which by our words and actions is pleasing to you. Let us enter into the competition in a spirit of sportsmanship and re- with respect for members of the opposing team. We ask you to bless each one of us especially the coaches, officials, players, and those who cheer us on. Keep us under the protection of your son, Jesus Christ. Help us to be aware of his presence with us on the field and at all times. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we want to thank John Padilla, head football coach and history teacher at St. John Paul II Catholic High School, for being our guest today. Thank you, John. Thank you, and God bless you. Yes, and thank you for listening to this episode of the NCA Rise podcast. NCEA Rise is our family of religion and community assessments, assisting schools and parishes in the advancement of Catholic identity and mission. To learn more about NCEA Rise, go to www.ncearise.org. God bless all of you for all you do and for all those whom you serve. <laughs>